Time now for University Showcase, spotlighting the athletic programs at Trebecca University, Tennessee Tech University, and throughout the Ohio Valley Conference. University Showcase is presented by Legends Bank, Tennessee Tech, Trebecca, Delta Dental, Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers, Jackson Boone Racing, Sam's Sports Grill, and Sam's Place. And now, here's your host for University Showcase, Hall of Famer, Greg Pope. Well, good Saturday morning to you. How you doing? Hope you're having a good weekend. Uh, it is yet another season of University Showcase. Adam Johnson, who you just heard, our ops manager, just uh, asked me, how many years? Yeah, been a few. <laughs> Will Brown in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Will, good morning to you. What's going on? You're you're two of this. I think this is. No, I don't know. I want to say it's like one point seven five. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we spotlight the athletic programs at Trevecca, Tennessee Tech, and throughout the Ohio Valley Conference. And with us from day one has been Trevecca, Mark Elliott, the athletics director over there. Good morning, Mark. How you doing, man? Hey. Good morning, Greg. Let's go. Well, you know what this means is just they can't run us off, or we're cheap, or we're, we're cheap labor, or both, right? So, well, this you know what this is important radio. Let's just face it, this is important radio. If more people knew about this, it would be uh, it would be uh, it would be classic. Well, thanks for so doing we, this. Yeah, from, we, we, from day one, really. You know, this has been something that is I think is necessary. Small college sports, high school sports. Uh, you know, we don't get as much of the publicity as a lot of the uh, of the big schools. But this is really where the essence of athletics is, I think, in, in these days. And we could go on forever about that. But still, uh, this is important radio. I really do believe that. So well, thanks thank for you. doing this. Well, and, and you talk about prep football. We go mid-August through November in this time slot with prep football talk. And, and then now all the way through May, you, Mark Wilson, Tennessee Tech, Beth DeBush, uh, the uh, the uh, commissioner of the uh, OVC is going to join us here in a little while. So that's what we do. Just to shine a spotlight on things don't, that don't get really – uh, a, a lot of uh, shining on, and it's more than just the acad- the athletics, it's the academics, the administration, and everything. Mark, Gulf Coast, well, let's just start right, let's don't bury the lead here. Gulf here go. Coast Conference, you were the founding member, a founding member, a, you personally, and the school, and the Great Midwest Athletic Conference, now a more, I just think, a natural move to the Gulf Coast Conference. You're right, Greg. Um, it, we, we've had a really good experience in, the, in the, the GMAC or the Great Midwest Athletic Conference is a really good conference, um, but it just grew away from us, right? Geographically, it just grew away from us. And um, I, I tell the story of, of, of an early volleyball scrimmage that Lee University from Cleveland, Tennessee came up and played. And uh, my wife was sitting there and, and, and the, the crowd really was getting into it. And there were people from Lee, there were people from Trevecca. And she looked at me, she said, this is what you don't have. You don't have this rivalry type atmosphere at a volleyball game pre-conference. And I looked at her and I said, man, you're right. And it really was a tipping point for me saying, we need to get back to some roots of, um, of, of just competition and rivalry and geographic closeness and the geographical uh, layout of where Trevecca is supposed to be recruiting from, from our district and our Nazarene church denomination. And um, it just makes sense uh, more so than traveling all the way up into Ohio and uh, and Michigan, for example, uh, time after time. Putting our teams in that kind of travel, it, we're just we're just a southern southeastern program. We should be, 
and um, and that was the tipping point for me. Well, I think I said Gulf Coast, Gulf South Conference. Uh, first off, Matt Wilson with the Belmont background, so he really knows the whole lay of the land of Treveca and this marriage. You know, Matt is is a, is a is a really good conference commissioner, and I hope we maintain that relationship with him because he's uh, he's he's a guy that's got an awful lot of well, really a pedigree, a really good background, and um, he's done a great job with the with the Gulf South in a very trying time when you have schools from the Gulf South who achieved enough to move to Division One, and he's held that conference together really, really well, and uh, and uh, it will expand, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this expansion further uh, further goes in the near future. Well, and, and you just look at the natural rivalries, obviously, but just let everybody know who who's in the the uh, uh, the, the Gulf South, um, West Georgia, West Alabama, Delta State, Lee, and an old NAIA rival, correct? Here in the state, Absolutely. Uh, Alabama Huntsville, which has been a rival with, you know, Trevecca forever, Lenny Acuff now over at Lipscomb, the basketball coach, Mississippi College, Christian Brothers in Memphis, Valdosta State, West Florida, Albert Montgomery, Shorter, uh, Shorter, Montevallo, and another old rival union in, uh, in West Tennessee. So, just, I mean, just then you could just sort of put a, what's that old thing? You'd put a string and you just circle it out and everything. You don't go too far and you're going south and southeast. You know, we're still going on some pretty significant uh, trips to Valdosta and West Florida, which is in Pensacola. So those are, you know, there's some hours in between us, right? But um, we were doing the, we were doing that every trip in the uh in the gmac right every trip we were going to ohio our closest competitor was kentucky wesleyan two hours away and the next closest was cedarville up close to dayton ohio in between dayton and columbus so we were traveling five six eight ten hours just about every time we had to play and then if you're in a thursday saturday uh travel partner type scheduling alignment you weren't coming home after the thursday game and you just had to stay so uh Financially, it was it was pretty it was daunting to uh, to try to stay and stay up with everybody financially. Now, here's the good the good news about that was when we were in the GMAC, we were playing against all faith based private schools that had the same basic enrollment, same basic tuition packages, right? So those were those kept the playing field relatively um, level, and so we were competitive there. We, we have great collegiality between the schools, between the presidents, between the athletic directors and the administration, et cetera. Um, we don't know what we're going to get when we go into the Gulf South. We know we got some great people that we're going to be a part of, um, but there's a public-private split. We've got some schools that are going to be, you know, 15,000 enrollment. It's just different. And so um, that's going to be the thing that's going to be the sort of the wild card here as to whether or not this will be the better experience. But I think geographically and then getting the rivalries back uh, those are those are things that just are compelling for us to make the move. Well, I'll let one other little parting shot uh, with the uh, the Gulf uh, South Conference. Uh, did you check out their football standings this past well, year? You know, I was getting ready to say. You know, I I really respect the host of this show because never, <laughs> not once, has he ever asked about whether we were going to have a football team or not. not he's never asked that. And uh, so that's that was great. Now you know. No, you know, and you know they, why I did it, right? Just for the, sure. <laughs> well, they got like though what nine of the schools play football. Yeah, they do, and they've been. You know, they call themselves the SEC of Division Two, right? And you know, for good reason, they've won some national championships. Well, yeah, Valdosta uh, State has always been, you know, at the top, right? 
Yeah, yeah. West West Florida as well. Yep. North Alabama had a, has great football. West Georgia's had really good football. Um, and so that the interesting thing about the conference is that the reason we were not in that conference earlier was primarily because of football, primarily. Um, and as some of these schools, West Georgia, North Alabama, moved out of the conference because they wanted to go Division One based on their football experience, all of a sudden they started realizing, you know what, we need to pay a lot closer attention to the other sports sponsorships that we have to maintain what we, what we need to have in order to be a viable conference. And so that's when we became more, um, more attractive to them uh, more aligned with who they needed to be with regards to the variety of sports sponsorships, not just concentrating on football. So that's why this became uh, more of an opportunity for us here recently. University Showcase, Mark Elliott, the athletics director at Treveca, Kevin Carroll, your new men's basketball coach. Why him? Couldn't be happier. Uh, he is, uh, he's brought in uh, professionalism. Uh, he's brought in the, the, the same uh, Christian scholar athlete model and, and philosophy that we've had in the past. Uh, and he's really uh, improved the, 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 the coaching and the strategy from which we are kind of competing with now. Um, playing fast, um, high competitive, high motor. Uh, he's, just, he's just really done a fantastic job. Uh, the coaching staff that he's got with, um, with Luke Smith and Nate Moran and Perry Ayers, they are – they are all in, and uh, a lot of enthusiasm coming out of that office. And I'm telling you, they're a really, really good staff. Couldn't be happier with five and three. Um, that's as many wins as we've had last year already, and um, have two, two and zero oh in the conference. And I just think, uh, I think he's just doing a fantastic job. Couldn't be happier. Well, and the only thing he has to do is follow in Karen Booker's footsteps, right? The coach of the year in the state by the TSWA, and uh, what she did was amazing, and. You know, it was you took a chance, quite frankly, in Mark on this hire, and and it paid off big time. You know, she's done a, she's just done a fantastic job, and and I think you know I, I look forward to this year because they have a, a quite new uh, roster, and um, and she's she's just done a good job. She's played against the record currently. She's testing that team um, because they've played some highly ranked teams all year so far. Um, got a big game today. Hopefully they, they can come out with a win up in Lake Erie, um, uh, you know, up in Northern Ohio. So it's just, a, it's one of those, it, it's one of those seasons that I think is pivotal to us because we've, we've kind of flipped the roster just a little bit. And a lot of these players are now her, uh, her recruits. And it would be interesting to see she does a great job as well as her staff uh, of Cyrus and Shavika and Daniel. They're, they're, they're doing a great job with our team as well. Cyrus Booker, one of what eleven of those Bookers running around? I don't know. That's right. He is. He is a gentle giant. He is a. He's a brilliant man, and and and, and you know what? I'm telling you, he's just a, a calming influence. And you know, whenever you're around Cyrus Booker, he, it, you just feel good because you know, well, he's he's in control of uh, of his thoughts and his words, and he's just he's just a super person. Mark, uh, I'm going to play Santa for Terveca Athletics. What can I put under your tree? not only this Christmas, but in the next three to five Christmases? We are a great question, Greg. We're, we're in a transition right now. I think, um, here, here's the way I sort of look at this. I, I, next, and it's interesting that you bring this up next week. We're going to have uh, a series of meetings with our coaches. We're in this, um, kind of transitional stage. Where we're moving into a different conference. 
we have new sports sponsorships that we're getting ready to to, to have. We started with you know a stunt. We're going to move to lacrosse. Our, our track um, program is growing, uh, and and we're also starting to do some, some facility development, uh, some fundraising. We are in a crossroads right now of trying to expand our programming, and so we're in this period of like. It's almost like you need to be, okay, what would a new athletic director do? He would come in and he would look at the program and he would say, where are we now? Where is it that we want to go? And how do we get there? Right. And so these meetings that are going to occur next week during our exam period where our athletes are, um, are in their exam period, we're going to have these meetings that are going to say, okay, who are we? How important is winning? What do we need to do to make our programming better? And so that's where we're in right now. So here's what I would say to answer your question. Um, we need improved facilities. Uh, we need to upgrade our entire department to get better. We're not doing anything poorly. We're just, we just need to get better. And what are those steps that we need to do in order to get better so that we can have better facilities to compete in the Gulf South so that we can create a, a better experience for our athletes so that we can really really live out the, the Christian scholar athlete motto that we have. Uh, and I would, I would tell you, before we get off, we need to talk about the academic success rate number nine in the country for last year. So um, those are important things to us. So how do we get our program better? So I, I, I would ask for $35 million to build a new facility. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would ask for our track and lacrosse programs to, uh, to expand and grow and have a facility that is uh, worthy of the athletes that we're going to put on those fields. And uh, I think just an overall continued development of our university, because as Nashville grows and as Trebekah grows, the athletic department needs to grow with it. Mark, uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, thanks for supporting this and, and quite frankly, allowing me to support you. So appreciate you, man. Well, uh, Greg, you've been great, great friend to the university, great friend to the athletic department and couldn't be happier to be back on again this year. All right. Uh, well, now we'll, uh, this, this interview is easy. Now Greg Ruff has to get to work and put together some interviews. Okay. <laughs> oh, the rest of them will be great. You'll have some great coaches and great student athletes to talk to. I call uh, all right. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Greg. All, all right. right. Mark Elliott, the athletics director, uh, of Treveca founded the great Midwest athletic conference when they made the move from NAI division two, that probationary period. And now such a natural move to division two and, and geographically such a great fit. Old rivals renewed and everything in the Gulf South conference. Hey, coming up university showcase at about eight 40 this morning, OVC commissioner, Beth DeBush, but next Tennessee athletics director, Mark Wilson. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. 
Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. University Showcase from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Will Brown running things here. Greg Pogue. Yet another season of University Showcase. 10, 11, 12 years. I don't know. Hey, keep it going. Nah, anyway, uh, just had uh, Trebek Athletics Director Mark Elliott on. And coming up in about oh, 20 minutes or so, the uh, commissioner of the OVC, Beth DeBush. Mark Wilson, he is the Athletics Director at Tennessee Tech up in Cookville. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Good morning, man. Good morning, Greg. How are you this morning? Doing great, well. Great day to be a Golden Eagle. Well, yeah. It, what, wings up, bro. Wings up. Wings <laughs> up. Um, I, I was. I mean, you're not this old, are you? Twentieth year as the athlete. Is that right? Are you in your twentieth year? Yes, sir. I wow! Am. Congratulations. I am, I am so, what a great run. Yeah. Thank you so much. I am so blessed and uh, so thankful for the opportunities that uh, that we have at Tennessee Tech and. Uh, uh, I, I love leading our uh, intercollegiate athletics program, and uh, so fortunate for Bob Bell hiring me, and thankful to serve under University President Dr. Phil Oldham. How did 
did you, I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna go on we're going down the Mark uh, Wilson uh, whole rabbit hole for a second here. Okay, get you ready. Uh, how'd you get to Tech? I know you were a grad there in '99, but you're from the Northeast, right? That 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 is correct. That's correct. So I uh, I uh, you know worked uh, coming out of the University of Maine. I did an internship at Northwestern. Went to grad school at the University of Massachusetts. Worked at Massachusetts. Worked at uh, 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 Ohio University for eight years, and just applied for the job here. And uh, fell in love with Tennessee Tech and Cookville, and uh, blessed to be hired. And uh, what a, what a, what a thrill! We have a great community, Tennessee's college town. Uh, just we have a great university, great community, and it's a great opportunity for young men and young women to come here and and uh, play sports and get a get a great great education from the faculty and staff at Tennessee Tech. You know why I describe Tennessee Tech is I've you know been you know followed it. Tennessee Tech since the seventies in the old OVC days and in and, and uh now the new OVC days. We'll get to that in a minute. But that you're you're far enough away from Nashville and Knoxville and Chattanooga, but you're close enough. And it just seems like the regionality of Cookville on the plateau there has really exploded. Well, like everything in this area has exploded. It has. Cook, Cookville has exploded. Putnam County has exploded. Uh, but it still has that small-town feel where, uh, you know, everybody knows everybody. Everybody, you know, looks out for each other. Uh, so it really is a, is a great, great community. I can tell you, when we bring student-athletes here, and they see the community on their recruiting visits, and they see the beauty of Tennessee Tech, you know, that really helps want them to, to be a Golden Eagle. <clears throat> and the same thing of uh, our recruitment of, you know, co- coaches and staff, uh, or faculty for that matter. I mean, just Cookville is a great town, and that's why we call it Tennessee's college town because so much of it is revol- and does revolve around you know the university and the university relationship with the community. New football coach uh, Bobby Wilder had a really good run at Old Dominion, I believe, eleven seasons there. Tell me about Bobby Wilder and why he's the man for the job. Yeah, we are thrilled that he is coming to lead the Golden Eagle football program. You know the success he took from building. Uh, you know, Old Dominion from, you know, a 70-year hiatus from having football, building it into, a, you know, a championship-level uh, program in five years at FCS, making the transition to FBS, which is a very difficult transition for institutions to do, to go from FCS to FBS. Um, but he just had a phenomenal record in his first five years. So it was two years of FCS independent, two years in the very tough Colonial Athletic Association, as they're making the transition to FBS, they had to go another year of FCS independence. He was 46 and 14. Uh, 46 wins, 14 losses. So uh, we have a solid foundation in place here at Tennessee Tech. We have a great foundation. Um, and we think he is the guy to, uh, to propel us uh, to, uh, to OVC championships and into the NCAAs. Uh, we believe in him, and uh, his offensive philosophy is absolutely dynamite. Uh, the Golden Eagles had a championship-level defense in the, in the 2023 season, and uh, defensive coordinator and the defensive line coach and the uh, defensive backs coach are all staying. So if we can take our championship-level defense and uh, and get a championship-level offense, then uh, we think we're going to be a force in the Ohio Valley Conference. Mark Wilson with us, uh, University Showcase, uh, the athletics director at Tennessee Tech, and Dwayne Alexander, you know what he that university meant and, and what – you know, he meant to that university, as a matter of fact. Man, those kind of decisions can't be easy, Mark. Not easy at all. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Dwayne Alexander, and he did lots and lots and lots of great things for our football program, for the university, for the community. 
extremely tough decisions. And uh, but you know, Dwayne will be part of our Tennessee Tech family forever. He's a Golden Eagle through and through. He still bleeds purple and gold uh, today, even after these difficult decisions. And uh, and that makes me respect him even more. Mark, uh, the momentum of last year basketball, does it carry over? I know uh, Kim Roseman, and we'll talk about you got MTSU, uh, the Lady Raiders coming off that win over the Lady Vols coming in tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk about that. But uh, with uh, with Kim Roseman and winning the OVC tournament, go to the NCAA, that, I mean, good Lord, I don't think you'll ever, anybody at Tennessee Tech ever get over that last play of the SEMO against SEMO in the OVC championship and everything, but the forward momentum for those both, both basketball programs, you sense it now as this season starts? Yeah, we have lots of momentum, lots and lots of momentum, lots of enthusiasm from the community. You know, Coach Rosen coming off the championship, Malia Owens being the preseason OVC player of the year. We've had a really tough non-conference schedule, but we've taken two SEC opponents, uh, you know, to, to the brink and almost beat them. Uh, lost by one point to Missouri down in the, in the tournament in Daytona Beach. Uh, almost beat Kentucky last Sunday uh, at, at Transylvania. Uh, so, uh, it's, and of course, we use all the non-conferences about preparing for uh, conference play. We think we're going to be very, very good in, in conference play and think we'll be uh, you know, competing for an OBC championship and uh, another berth in the NCAAs. But uh, Kim just does such a great job leading your program. We have young women that are really galvanized and playing together and uh, just doing a wonderful job uh, representing the university. Then on the men's side, you know, we have a bunch of guys that entered the transfer portal. And uh, but John Pelfrey remade last year's team and uh, got hot at the right time down the stretch to earn the, you know, the second place finish in the OBC regular season championship and lost in the championship game. And uh, we believe with the, the way that he coaches and builds teams that uh, we'll be right there at the end again. What Malia? I think had what thirty against Kentucky, something like that. Just went off, right? Yeah, she she had a, she had a great game. She's just a great shooter, and when she's hot, she's hot. And you know, so uh, she 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 really really can stroke the basketball and, and make shots, and, uh, and and really just a you know a great young lady. That's what all all of our student athletes here at Tennessee Tech. They are just really really high quality young men and young women that, uh, that our coaches recruit to represent us, and and then they happen to be really really good at the sport as well. What's your dog's name, Mark? The do- there's dogs walking outside there. We've got, I've got our dog is, is Bo. He's a little schnauzer. And then our daughter's dog, Mittens, is a half Great Dane, half Lab. And all the dogs are walking walking out front right now, it seems like. <laughs> That's why yeah, people ask me, why don't you just do your daily show at home and for this very reason? Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds good, Martin. Uh, now, now Bo's jumping up on my lap. He wants to get on your pump. Right there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we're go. We've gone to the dogs, right? Oh, my. That's uh, right. Yeah, Mark Wilson with the Athletics Director of Tennessee Tech. Uh, year one is done. Big South OVC football. We know the necessity of those is, you know, conference movement is still fluid, as a matter of fact. I know the A-Sun and uh, the WAC or somebody out west, they had to form an alliance as well, just sort of of necessity. But I thought it, it worked out really well. You bring some teams, Gardner-Webb uh, comes in and, and throughout all the tiebreaker processes as the representative. But I thought you, you filled a need, number one. But I, I tell you what, it's opened up some new markets for the OVC in football. It sure has, and, and really competitive football. I mean, everybody won, won games, you know. Bryant was a very, very good team. Robert Morris had a, had, a, had an excellent team. Uh, and then, of course, Gardner-Webb had a, had a phenomenal team. Trey Lamb did a great job there leading, uh, you know, their program. 
and then you take all the you know the the old uh, OVC schools. Um, just we had, it was a really really good year for uh, Big South OVC football, and uh, you know I think that the alliance is strong, and uh, so it's what we need. It provides our our student athletes and our coaches an, an opportunity to uh, to have something to play for after a regular season play. And I think that's why, you know, we're all forming these alliances because we all want the opportunity to play in the uh, in the NCAA championships. And uh, we think that's critically important for the student-athletes at Tennessee Tech to uh, to have that opportunity. And Dr. Oldham, our president, is a, a staunch advocate for that and uh, great leadership on the OBC board working with uh, with Commissioner DeBush. And, uh, we've had a really good year so far this year. Soccer won the OBC regular season championship. Unfortunately, got upset one to nothing in the uh, – in the uh, in the championship uh, match, um, but then they also won the OVC Sportsmanship Award, and uh, we're currently second in the uh, OVC Commissioner's Cup race after the fall sports season trailing uh, Eastern Illinois. Uh, you know the graduation success rates were just announced this week, and Tennessee Tech continues to have young men and young women that do a great job in the classroom. Our graduation success rate was eighty-eight uh, percent, so uh, things are really really uh, great here at Tennessee Tech, and. Uh, we do invite fans from the Nashville area turning into this program. And if you've not been to a game here, come check us out. Tomorrow will be the, a great opportunity. Middle Tennessee coming off from a, the win over Tennessee, the uh, SEC opponent. And we've been trying to upset all, all season, and, and we know they're coming in here with a ton of momentum. But uh, I promise you, Coach Rosen will have a great game plan. And if our young ladies play well and shoot the ball well and, and can defend well, then We'll, we'll 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 have a chance. So it should be a great great women's uh, basketball game tomorrow, one o'clock in the uh, Tennessee Tech Super Evelyn Center. A lot of history between those programs, you know, and and, and two programs that have exceeded, uh, I mean, succeeded, you know, over decades, really. They sure have. You know, Tennessee Tech is still one of the winningest programs in uh, women's basketball history, dating back to when Marinol Metter started the program, and of course, uh, Middle has been very very strong and. And, uh, you know, just uh, it, it, is a, it is a great rivalry. It'll have a rivalry atmosphere tomorrow. And uh, if I recall last year, I think middle got us pretty good. So I think Malia and, and the young woman on the team, they've, uh, they're, they're a little sour from last year. They want to have a much better performance and uh, find a way to win the ball game. Mark, talk about, you know, facilities. I mean, so much is good. A lot of dirt moving over there. A lot of buildings, a lot of concrete being poured, certainly with what's going on, uh, at Tucker stadium, get us caught up. So Tucker stadium will be tearing down the entire West side of Tucker stadium. We're in the process now of beginning the move of all the video board computers and equipment and racks and all our ESPN plus stuff. And then all the DV sport replay systems. We're in the process of moving all that. And then we'll do the, uh, asbestos abatement and the lead abatement and uh, we should if we stay on track with all that we should see that uh, west side come down somewhere april-ish uh, and then with tennessee tech we will be playing in tennessee tech's tucker stadium we're not going someplace else for games we're going to play with all the fans sitting on one side for the 2024 and the 2025 seasons then the west side will reopen uh, it'll be a, a side with all chairback seating uh, uh, club section low seats suites whole new press box, and yes, Greg, we will have an elevator for you. <laughs> I, you know, just we were going fine, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's, it's, I'll tell you what, I, I've, I've been up that few steps a few times at Tucker Stadium. It's nothing like uh, Roy Kidd Stadium at Eastern Kentucky where, well, I mean, they couldn't have an elevator because half the 
Tampa's doesn't have electricity. Uh, so uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, they do they do have run, they right do now. have indoor plumbing right now. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm using the Tennessee text time to take a shot at Eastern Kentucky. You like that? Yeah, I like it. I love it. I love it. But, yeah, also, Greg, another really fun yeah. project we're doing right now with uh, uh, both uh, Tennessee Tech's baseball and softball field. So, the uh, they're they're we're putting turf down, and they'll be the turf will be complete for the 2024 season. So, our student athletes and coaches are thrilled for that. Uh, be able to not lose practice time to wet fields, not lose games to wet fields, and uh, this is going to be a tremendous enhancement to uh, to the experience of. Uh, of these student athletes and the and the fans, and it's uh it it looks absolutely dynamite. So we're uh we're hoping the weather keeps holding off here because we've had a great fall to be able to get that project done. And uh, they the turf is mostly down, completely down at that uh, baseball. And this week they'll be begin putting in the rubber and the sand and the uh, and the infill, and and then they'll pop over to softball. And softball is such a small field they can they said they can finish that one in about two weeks. So it's a a great, great project in the university. Our new engineering building is, is nearing completion. That'll be finished up uh, this spring, and uh, we'll move into that over the summer. And that'll be ready for fall classes in 2024. So, our, our university president, Dr. Phil Oldham, is really transforming Tennessee Tech to meet the desires and needs of of today's students and what they want in their educational experience. Uh, because Tennessee Tech's always provided a great education, and uh, now we can, if we continue to enhance that experience. Uh, then uh, it just solidifies Tennessee Tech as uh, you know one of the top one of the top two public universities in the state of Tennessee. Let me ask you this, uh, Mark. I'm playing Santa this morning. I've already uh, granted Mark Wilson some gifts, and Beth DeBush coming up, the OVC commissioner. Uh, and we know about where you are with the movement of the facility, certainly with the football ops center, certainly with Tucker stadium, particularly, uh, with that whole grandstand coming down and being rebuilt into all of the amenities that you need to be a modern player. Quite frankly, give me your three to five. If I'm Santa, what am I putting under your tree the next three to five years? <laughs> that's a, that's a great question. Of course, uh, number one completion of the stadium. Number one, two, completion. Uh, uh, number two, completion of the funding for the football operations center, and then completion of the uh, football operations center. Those are those are those are the three things that uh, that we're working on. Because uh, you know, we, the Hooper Evelyn Center, our basketball arena, volleyball arena, second to none. There's nobody in the conference that has an arena that nice, and we need to get football up on par to give to give Coach Wilder and those student athletes all the resources they need to be successful and win. Uh, big South OVC championships. Well, tomorrow afternoon, certainly a, a big one. One o'clock at the Hoover Eblen Center, uh, the MTSU Lady Raiders, Tennessee Tech, old, old rivals, uh, very, very successful programs. And uh, uh, Kim's done a great job there. Of course, Rick Insel, you know, going to the Hall of Fame or been in, well, he's in all of them he's qualified for anyway. Uh, Mark, how you doing, man? Have a good Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas to you, Greg. Thanks for having us on. The Tennessee Tech is proud to partner with University Showcase for uh, for the second straight year. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I, I would imagine we may be hearing from Coach Wilder soon. I believe he'll be on next Saturday. <laughs> I, th- I think you so. Will absolutely, you will absolutely feel his energy. Well, he I heard him on with uh, yeah. I heard him on our afternoon show with the McFarlands, Darren and Justin. And yeah, uh, he had fun. He had fun. He had fun with them, Greg. Yeah, it was good. I was listening to it. Yeah, he. Uh, uh yeah he's you've got a live wire that's for sure yes we do let's go wings up (laughs) all right see you mark
Appreciate you, man. See you, Greg. Thank right. you. University uh, Showcase, the athletics director at Tennessee Tech. Hey, when we return, the commissioner of the High Valley Conference, Beth DeBush. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans, searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up! Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at deltadentaltn.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century here's to many more are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement look no further than sam's place and sam's sports grill the ultimate destination for great food fantastic drinks and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 tvs at every location sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast from their friendly staff to awesome kids menu they've got something for everyone online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you at sam's the game is always on and the fun never stops
University Showcase right here. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Will Brown running things. Greg Pogue, host. Yet another season. Uh, we're going to go all the way through May. Uh, spotlighting uh, Trebekah, Tennessee Tech, and everything about the Ohio Valley Conference. And we're joined now by the commissioner of the OVC, Beth DeBush. Good morning, Beth. How are you? Good morning, Greg. It's good to hear your voice, and it's good to be back with the showcase. It is good to have. Where are you? I, it's like it's like where's Waldo? What what is that? Where's Waldo? Where's Beth? Where's Waldo? So today I am actually in St. Louis. I'm on my way to St. Charles to go to the Lindenwood UMKC basketball game later this afternoon. Tell you what, Lindenwood's been. I like that. Mar- St. Charles. If you hadn't been to St. Charles, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool area there on the the uh, Missouri River. As a matter of fact, I've did my geography. All right, the first year of the Big South OVC Alliance, Big South OVC Association. How did it go? So, from an administrative standpoint and from a community standpoint, very, very well. Uh, the new teams coming in uh, and the combination of working together seemed to go very, very smoothly, whether it's Charleston Southern or Gardner-Webb coming in with the OBC institutions, the OBC institutions blending with them, all very, very positive. I think the disappointment for us, candidly, was to have two teams, in the case of uh, UT Martin in Eastern Illinois, with an 8-3 record that didn't get consideration for, well, they got consideration but didn't get selected for the FCS playoffs. That certainly was frustrating and disappointing. But, you know, I'm heartened by the fact that we blended so very well together, and um, I'm excited for what the future holds for this. Well, you add Western Illinois. I know Bryant and Robert Morris come off the, the, the roster, however, but it does give you more uh, nine geographically aligned in the schools that are committed to to doing what the OVC wants to be wants to have done. Quite frankly, it does. No, you summed that up quite rightly. Um, the OVC currently has seven football playing institutions. We could manage this with an OVC specific focus. Uh, the slogan for the association is uh, "We're stronger together," and we are. And uh, with Gardner-Webb and Charleston Southern, certainly there is an alignment. Geographically, uh, it does make a a good bit of sense. And, um, again, the schools are are like in terms of budget, uh, focus, what have you. And there's certainly a commitment to football of all the programs that are a part of it. So that in itself may be the most important. They're a grouping of schools that value football, value football at the FCS level, and want to make this the best association it can be. Well, and I look at the uh, the footprint of it. I mean, certainly you keep the southern part of it, obviously, with the schools in, in Tennessee, UT Martin, Tennessee Tech, uh, TSU. You go to the southeast deeper with Gardner-Webb and everything, but you also branch into the Midwest, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri. So the the footprint has – does this make sense? It's narrowed, but it's widened. Does that make sense? No, if you look at it, it's almost like a a long oblong in some ways. ways. Um, It requires one flight for a number of schools um, from the the OVC contingent, um, which is more than we were used to. But certainly in this day and age of conference movement, um, that is not crazy or out of line with what we see going on nationally. Now, nine's a good member. 
the OBC was nine for a very long time in terms of football sponsoring institutions that sets up, obviously, to an eight-game balance schedule. So there's lots of interest in that. Certainly, I think if, if I'm candid, the OBC and the association itself would like to go larger. Um, a larger conference um, gives you some scheduling options and gives you strength. But nine is a really good number, and so we're pleased. We have a meeting coming up here soon with our athletics directors to talk more about the future. And then our coaches are meeting in conjunction with the AFC convention, which will be in Nashville in early January. So it's time to be forward, forward-looking and, and uh, talk about the future. And, again, this association arrangement is for at least three more years. It can certainly go longer, um, given just the fact that it works well for all institutions involved. OVC Commissioner Beth DeBush, certainly for many, many, many years, basketball has been a bell cow of the conference. What do you do to ensure the, I mean, the NCAA net, lack of a better way of put it the NCAA net as a conference ranking is there some you know uh, an overall conference plan to improve the net because it just seems like it's where everybody looks these days first it is where everybody looks we've spent a lot of time over the past few months the ADs and the presidents and chancellors together talking about the future of OBC basketball and how we make sure the focus on the non-conference scheduling piece is really important it's a balance as you know and as we've looked at it we've looked at it as really a a three-pronged approach we need to make sure that we're in a position to schedule wisely and that there's an appropriate balance that there are not too many games against A5 programs, which is a good experience for student-athletes, and it has some financial rewards associated with it. But those games are always on the road, so they're more difficult games to win. So there needs to be an appropriate balance with those. And like opponents that are beatable opponents, that you can start to work on the net and make sure that by the time you go into the conference season, you're better positioned. From a policy standpoint, the OBC has voted to reduce the number of non Division one games will play moving forward um, from this season. So that is that's kind of a neutral in this whole thing. That doesn't help your net. It doesn't really hurt your net. But we need more opportunities to have winnable games. And we've also voted to expand the OBC schedule from an 18-game schedule to a 20-game schedule. So there are more games uh, against conference opponents, which means more games at home. And it also has an influence on the net. As we've looked at the discussion as well, we need to make sure that we're able to recruit good student-athletes because you have to have good student-athletes to be able to win games. And then that focus needs to be on ensuring that we're providing the requisite benefits that we need to provide and the focus on student-athletes. That's part of our DNA, I would would suggest, for a long, long time. We have been focused on students, but to make sure that commitment is clear. And then lastly, we need to make sure that we're supporting our coaches defending our coaches in a way that's um, comparable to our peer conferences. So, again, kind of a three-pronged approach, but scheduling being front and center and the focus on non-conference. We're um, starting to get a better sense over the past few days just about what this conference is about as we see more more games lately against liked opponents, um, subdivisional opponents that, that are playing home and home with us that give us good opportunities to win. Beth Bush with us, Commissioner of the OVC. Uh, the new NCAA president, Charlie Baker, didn't waste any time uh, with what he's going to propose at the uh, convention next month about a, I know you've seen it, a different level that you can opt in or out where the minimum payment for student athletes 30000 where you'd have to do a, uh, a balance of the Title IX, so up to 200 
maybe or more being paid at that and how many can afford that where are we headed because i know beth how involved you've been you were the chief counsel for the board of uh, uh, directors the presidents that runs the ncaa and also now your involvement as well as the new contract tv contract coming up uh contracts plural where are we headed with all this well, I think Governor Baker, President Baker's suggestion is a long time coming. It's a concept there, in general sense, a concept that people have talked about for a period of time. There needs to be some give. What I have said to our, our membership is it's a concept right now. There's nothing that's, that's on paper that's official that, that's set to be adopted. Uh, what it, what it does do is, um, talks about a division one family though, that it keeps some connective tissue within division one, but allows institutions that just absolutely have to have some freedom to do things in this day and age, more freedom to do what's necessary. Think what it's going to result in if it does get support is a whole lot of institutions that look like OVC institutions or more like OVC institutions coming back and really having a focus on what we do and that serves student athletes through education and intercollegiate athletics. So there are probably going to be some, some severe growing pains through all of this, but I think when it's all said and done on the opposite side, you'll see more of a right size for a whole lot of institutions. And, you know, if we are able to keep Division One and a collection of schools under one general umbrella, I think it's what's, what will be important to OVC schools, that Division One labeling is critically important to our programs. And I think under this pattern, there's still an opportunity for that. Well, in, in what you're saying, Beth, because you know I follow this pretty closely, that the NIL, the collectives, and all the different components of it uh, that, are, that are coming and the shifting of landscape. And, you know, we, we knew this was coming, that it was sort of a, a facade that the, the compliance office would be the conduit between the collectives, the NIL collectives, and the schools. You know, no one's going to go to a school unless they know what they're going to get. So that, they're going to get rid of that. Uh, I think you're right in, in, in that this, the rich are going to get richer, but I think the, it, it creates more of a balance in that it's next tier, not a lower tier, but the next tier, it puts it pretty much where the mission of uh, NCAA athletics are. Is that, does that sound like I'm, I'm, I'm being too uh, idealistic with it? No, and maybe both of us are being too idealistic of it, but I don't believe that's the case. I believe what we do is very good. I've done this for my, for my whole professional life and very committed to what we do, and I think we do do a nice job of serving student-athletes, and there's a whole lot of programs that do that. I think the pressure to be able to compete at the highest level is such that there are a lot of schools that are in a difficult spot, and so this gives an opportunity for programs to really look at themselves and be able to right size and to serve in a way that it will still be very compelling to the general public and it will still be very important to student-athletes and the fan base, but it may be a more realistic assessment of just the divide that exists. Having said that, I think it also provides maybe a level of clarity to people looking at the whole Division One landscape as to the difference of the programs, but also protects the narrative for employment uh, being an option, because I don't think employment is an option for intercollegiate athletics at this stage. What comes with it is a lot of risk for student-athletes, um, and I don't think it's good for student-athletes. So if we create an opportunity to give more more benefits but protect student-athletes from some of the risks that comes with it, I think it's a winning proposition for many. Uh, Toto, this isn't Kansas anymore. I don't know if you noticed that, Beth. I mean, we're not in Kansas. 
<laughs> no, we're not. Um, I've I've asked this today. I'm playing Santa today. Uh, not not you know Christmas in what? Good Lord, sixteen days, something like that. Um, what's under the OVC Christmas tree three to five years out? What does Beth want to Santa to bring the next three to five years? For the Ohio Valley Conference, yes. I would like, sir, I would like to bring additional membership growth of like institutions that are similarly aligned. I would like to see us be in a position where we can um, accomplish everything we've wanted in our strategic plan. And that's really back to your original question about some scheduling opportunities for our programs, that we have more opportunities to schedule like institutions, not conference and region. And I think that might happen as part of this rebalancing and then lastly, and maybe most importantly, we are able to continue what we have done, but to, to even a greater extent, provide benefits to our student athletes, because that's really what lets us do what we do, and to make sure that they have a really full and rich experience as a Division I student athlete. And under your personal tree, uh, a Notre Dame National Championship, a Milwaukee Brewers World Series, uh, a pa- the Packers maybe, I mean, does that sound about yeah, right? Yeah, I mean... And- yeah, all of that sounds that sounds really good, Greg. I don't know. I hope you're happy with the new GM hire for uh, the Brew Crew because I know you are a fan there as well. It's a new day uh, for the Brewers, so it's going to be fun to be able to watch that. We'll have to share notes on your thoughts as to what's going on at another time. But I would say certainly happy with the, the Sunday night uh, Packers football game the other day. It looked like they started to turn a corner. Uh, a true uh, Green Bay native, uh, Beth DeVos. Thank you, Beth. Hey, and, and thank you, uh, and you know, thank you for letting me shine a spotlight on the OVC. I appreciate it, really. Well, your friendship and your partnership with us means a lot. So we thank you for everything that you do, Greg, and happy holidays. All right, you too, Beth. All right, see ya. All right, Beth DeVos, the commissioner of the OVC. We'll take a break. Be back and wrap this thing up in just a few. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. For 25 years, Legends Bank has been more than just a bank. We're a part of the community. Legendary service. Extraordinary people. That's our promise. Since opening our doors in Clarksville in 1998, we've grown alongside you. Nine branches across Middle Tennessee, including Nashville, Brentwood, and Pleasant View. Our journey is defined by the trust and achievements of our customers. As a locally owned community bank, we're proud of our roots and excited about our future. Celebrating 25 years of trust and growth. Not just a bank, part of your community, and together, we're making a difference every day. Legends Bank. Inspiring legends for a quarter of a century. Here's to many more. Do you desire to become a leader who can influence and encourage other employees, students, or clients? Treveca offers a variety of undergraduate and graduate degrees in leadership that are relevant, accessible, affordable, and fully online. You'll gain skills and knowledge to lead in fields such as business, technology, education, ministry, government, and healthcare. Transform your work environment for the good. Call 844-TNU-GRAD or learn more at treveca.edu. Winning teams continually refine and add to their game plan. 
Just take a peek inside the Delta Dental Playbook. In addition to dental plans, Delta Dental now offers Delta Vision, a vision plan that you can add on to your dental plan for a little more than $8 a month. Eight bucks. The same math as a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Check them out at DeltaDentalTN.com. Delta Dental. They put the C in Tennessee. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Hey, Nashville and Middle Tennessee sports fans. Searching for the perfect place to enjoy great NCAA Division I athletics? Look no further than Tennessee Tech and come make the short trip to Cookville to take in a Golden Eagle sporting event. Check us out more at TTUsports.com, on our social media channels at TTU Golden Eagles, or call 931-372-3940. We can't wait to see you here. Wings up. University Showcase off and running for yet another year, spotlighting the athletic programs that Treveca Mark Elliott, the AD, joined us. Uh, Treveca's been with us from day one on this show, I think 10, 11, 12 years, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tennessee Tech Athletics Director uh, Mark Wilson, OVC Commissioner uh, Beth DeBush. You can check out all their websites, uh, tnusports.com for Treveca, ttusports.com for Tennessee Tech, ovcsports.com, and then Big South OVC football.com as well. Tomorrow afternoon, 345, right here, Albert Dawson and myself, Lipscomb hosting TSU Tigers. We'll have that here tomorrow night. Will Brown, Greg Folks, and have yourself a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening.